morning when I wake up, uh, money on my mind, go time to get kicked up, uh, sunshine coming through my blinds, I'm living, but, really though, it's never enough, 10 billion, that's a must, living in California, everybody wanna visit for, they come for. Hi everybody, and welcome to another episode of my so-called LA Life. This is a podcast dedicated to the realities and documentation of living in Los Angeles and all its glorious bullshit. And also, your guide on how to survive the mean streets of LA. My name is Natalia, and this is my lovely co-host... Eric Sanchez here. How are you feeling, Eric? I'm feeling, um... Honestly, I'm a little stoned. Oh, that's great, because this is an episode perfect for that. Because we're going we're gonna to be talking about cannabis, and chronic, and smoking, and all the, all the new laws that might happen... So I'm very, very excited. I'm also very excited because it's our first show that we have our first interview. Yay, we have our first guest on episode 10. So it's a big thing for us. It's it's our dime, as our guest called it in our little pre-interview. Exactly. But before we get to our interview, I would like to thank everybody in Hollywood DJ. They're located in downtown. Um, they provided us with all these equipment to be able to do this podcast so anybody out there that thinks that they can actually roll with us and has a great idea for a podcast and doesn't know how to start or get their equipment go to downtown hollywood dj they're located on 934 east 11th street you can also visit their website it's www.hollywooddj.com and talk to alan he'll hook you up with everything oh it's alan i was gonna say and ask for Mario, but that's just—it's kind of racist. It's downtown. There's a lot of Mexicans down there. No, it's Alan, and they'll—they'll they'll give you everything you need to start a podcast, or if you want to throw a sick ass quinceanera party. Oh no, 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 for sure. They have like lights and all that stuff. They so have please everything you need. Hit them up. Tell them uh, we sent you. Exactly. Um, and maybe they'll give us some more stuff. Ew. Okay, so let's get started. So today we have a very, very special episode, and right here in our studio, my so-called LA Life Studio. We have uh, one of L.A. Major's marijuana delivery services, and his name happens to be Sunshine. What's poppin', y'all? Hi, Sunshine. How are you? Love and love, doing my thizzle, keeping it real, keeping it gangster. You know how we do. Ooh, I like that. You know, I like to call you the weed dealer to the stars, rappers, strippers, hookers, pimps, local celebrities, pseudo-celebrities, and everything in between, including myself and Eric Sanchez. And we like to call them patients. I like to refer to myself as the pimp in that story you just said. You said pimp, right? Yeah, I said okay, pimp. Cool. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, that was me. That's... I did not know how, how raunchy you guys get around here. Oh, my oh, goodness. This is... You guys repping L.A. with this raunchiness? Oh, I'm going to switch it up. Girl. <laughs> so this is, this is the beginning of it. So before we get started with our actual interview, I want to go around the table and I want to talk about the most L.A. thing that's happened to you this week. Because this city is batshit crazy and there's things happening left and right all the time and i always have a story to tell so sunshine go ahead tell me what's the most la thing that's happened to you this week this podcast (laughs) it's pretty la it's pretty la this is pretty much the most la thing that happened to me this week undoubtable other than that i had about two people move down here to la from like one's from connecticut um i think no you know what maybe just one person (laughs) <laughs> that came okay. down here to LA. So the other I one mean, already left because this I'm, is LA. He's like, I can't deal with this shit. That's basically <laughs> that's basically very LA is what you say. You know, there's a stigma, and and I already caught him. I'd say the most LA thing that happened to me this week is this young man who came out here. Uh, he's already talking about somebody who has misrepresented their status in order to push their career forward. In a way, like, and like you dude, know, you just got here. Shut well, up. It, it wasn't, it like, wasn't him. It wasn't him that did or? it. It was somebody else that did it. And he's all like, "Wow, the thing that I heard about LA is true. That people are like fake it till you make it." And here's the thing: I heard that. I hear that from a lot of people. Right. But that's not really true. The okay. people I see, the people that I know, you guys, for instance, the people I spend my time with, right. they're all 100%. We were just talking about this in the pre-interview, how you said you were going to do this, and now you're doing it. And bam, somebody else came to the rescue, the DJ... Hollywood DJ! Hollywood, Hollywood DJ. DJ! Hey, yo, dog, good looking out, Hollywood DJ, for hooking it up with these hey. things. Yo, this is like what I'm about as far as synergizing, putting it together. See, the thing about LA that's so amazing is all these talented people come out here, and the ones who really want to shine, the, the ones who really 
are there for the purpose of the shine, not for the purpose of the quote unquote status. Right, and the yes. fame. And right. the fame and the whatever bullshit that, that, that they centered their lives on. Right. You know? So, it, like, this is what it's about bringing the people that are real together. That's why LA is rampant. I like that. I like that. The most LA thing he's he's gone through this week is the fact that. He is brought together with people that are doing something, doing positive, and came here what they and they're doing what they said they're gonna do. So, what is your most LA thing that's happened to you this week? To me, Eric. <laughs> um, the most LA thing is that I have a weed uh, delivery service, and they are freaking booming. And that's a very LA thing because right now, the number one political topic in Los Angeles is this. Is this weed culture? That is correct. Absolutely. You know, delivery is totally not legal in LA. Just FYI. Well, we'll talk about that in one second. Okay, cool, cool. Let right. me go but, before but, I understand. Yeah. So, so the most LA thing that happened was, one, there's no fucking parking. So I actually had to walk downstairs and meet my weed delivery person. And me personally, <laughs> I'm like, this is very LA because I was kind of feeling New York-y. With the whole delivery thing, you know, I'd like sit at my house and wait for them to literally come. I'm like, come in. Yeah. And they come in, they open the thing. And I was getting lazy. Okay. I was getting lazy. So that was my most LA thing. Traffic fucked up my two minutes and then I got high and it all went away. Okay. For me, it was, I, it's rent is due today because they usually give you to the fifth. I literally saw my next door neighbor dipping out his entire apartment. He took his entire apartment out through the fire escape the entire so he didn't use like the old koreatown fucking elevator that fits like half your bed no ever seen those fucking no things? he literally was dipping out on his rent and he threw shit out the and window it was it was 11 o'clock at night and i heard everything because i happened to live right next to the fire escape and his entire life was going down that fire escape so that's Jesus. like an analogy of his entire life right there my entire life is going down the fucking stairs. I mean, I'm that's... Sure I'm, that's I'm, sure, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to run into him. Like, shit rolls downhill, but it also bounces downstairs. Yeah, I'm sure I'm going to run into him in Venice Beach somewhere with all his bags and all his shit, just, you know, panhandling or something. I guess he doesn't know that the laws in L.A. are 100% on the side of the renter, and it's so easy to get away with, like, days and days of free rent. You might fuck up your credit. I think he was a newbie. He was a transplant. He yeah. definitely did not know that he could have stayed there for at least six months before he it's literally like three the months. cops would, would bang on your door. Yeah, it's like three months. They have to um, sue you, basically, right? So they have to pay their lawyer. They have to spend all kinds of money. A lot of these people who own these things don't like to spend money. Yes. So you could probably stay there for a good year before, uh, like... I've been there. I've done... not like <laughs> I've, I've been on the receiving end of right. a bad tenant. I've been on that side, and I've also been on the... Uh, my friend's like renting from somebody who's a bad landlord and like helping them with like dealing with the bullshit that sometimes yeah happens yeah as like the building manager and shit yeah that's a very that's, that's a, very a very la, LA thing. thing so <laughs> uh, okay so our listeners I, Good I, need one. You to, I need you to understand this listeners even though sunshine's perspective on la is a very beautiful one obviously there's also the real side of LA where... I keep it real. What are you talking about? No, First no. of all, LA is beautiful. <laughs> LA is hey, beautiful. hey, 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 sir. Pardon me, sir. LA is fucking beautiful. Love it. This is the best fucking city you will ever visit. We I got agree. the dopest people. So let's start So let's start with our interview because this is called My So-Called LA Life and everything that we talk about, we want, we want to bring it back to why are you here in LA? Why am I here in LA? I have my story. Eric has his own story. So I want to hear about your story because I feel your story is very interesting. First of all, I can hear accents, so I can tell you're from Mother Russia, if I'm not mistaken. This is correct. <laughs> okay. So I, I want to know, as a transplant, how did you get to LA and how did you get to this side to come to this beautiful, fucked up city that we live in? Well, I first came here when I was 15 years old, and I've been here for 15 years, so it's a quick minute. Um, I came to America when I was six. Okay. So Brooklyn, New York first, then North Brooklyn, Illinois, which is like 20 minutes outside of Chicago. That's where I really got to experience so all the So you're a swaggy privilege. Russian. You're letting oh. me know you're a swaggy Russian right here. Brooklyn, I mean, Chi-Town, Yo, Brooklyn, LA. Was, I mean, we out here <laughs> doing okay, so this. All the, all the white, all the white what? It was just it was just the most white privileged city I've ever white lived in. Right? After so, Brooklyn, New York, like North Brooklyn, Illinois was like, 
Whoa, man. So a lot of people don't, but a lot of people don't think that that actually exists. So hearing it from you, like if I saw you across the street, I'm like, it's a white guy. Oh my God. So explain that to me. What do you mean? White privilege is totally a thing. Like when cops pull me over, I'm just fucking chilling. And. Hey, high five. Like, what's Good up? Good for you, man. I'm oh, like no. shitting in I my fucking pants. hate it. I fucking hate it. I fucking hate the injustice that is happening in our city, in our country, in the world. Hilarious. I mean, we out here, dude. This is a weed company. We're all about peace. We're all about love. And we know how to get it. Okay. We know how to be effective. I like that. So you came here. You're in L.A. You've been here for 15 years. What made you actually stay here for such a long time? Because, I mean, 15 years is a really long time. So I came here with the Famsky. Okay. Uh, my mom came out to LA for the first time because my dad had a patient out here. It was like prominent patient, and she just came to visit him because he was like taking care of him for like a while. And she like the first three days, she already picked out the house she was gonna buy. And it's not like we had money. It's just that my mom always said I want it, and my dad always said I'll make it happen. That's Whatever great. I gotta do. <laughs> and uh, and he always did. You know, he always came through. I guess that's why they that's stayed great. together. That's amazing. Uh, and that's a good example. I mean, yeah. it's and I came here and of course my parents, you know, everybody else's parents, my family's very like different. Everybody else's parents, especially in the Russian community, is like be a lawyer, be a doctor, be a mathematician, be a scientist. You are a weed sort. dealer. <laughs> well, my my totally. My folks were like you're expressive. Be an actor. Maybe you're a singer. I don't know. Play some piano. You're an artiste. That's awesome. It's it's phenomenal. It's totally a blessing. But there was also the element of like, you see Home Alone? Make one movie. Buy the flipping house. We're over here slaving away. What the hell are you doing with your life? My entire flipping life, like the pressure was always like, listen, we're not going to make it without you, man. You need to go make a million dollars like right now. We're living this lifestyle, but come on, man. (laughs) It's like the pro athlete. You know what I mean? Like, in high school, you're like, yeah. you're going to be the one to make it. Or, or, yeah. or, yeah. or the top star, yeah. or the Lindsay Lohan of this lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, make, like, make us survive this L.A. Eventually lifestyle. Eventually, you're like a walking check. You're like, dude, I see money when I see you, man. <laughs> and you're like, I'm three. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I used to have, uh, when I was like four years old, my mom's friend would be like, I'm going to wait for you. I'm going to wait for you. And she would give me this look, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? I'm going to wait for you to pay my rent No, like, wait for me to, like, freaking date me or something. I mean, like, what? I was, like, four or five years old. She's like, you're going to be so attractive. You're going to be so beautiful. And I'm like, lady, like, leave me a fucking loan. I want to eat cereal and watch cartoons. And you're, like, breathing down my neck. Like, you're going to be something. You're going to this. All right, you guys want to start talking about, uh, what, sexual harassment now? Because we go to the, if we're going through all of these, we could go for the uh, sexism in America. Like, let's do it. Yeah, exactly right. We're going to take this very far. We're going to keep going and we're gonna we're gonna just start going into your business and what it is that you do and what it is that you provide to the city which is very very important i mean at least it's important for me and people that suffer from depression anxiety or they just want to have a good time and feel good about themselves so let's start with the name of your company what's the name of your company well, the comp- you're, you're misrepresenting a couple of the things, but that's totally chill. No, please, please. Wait, give, uh, us some, give us some info. I'll help out. Well, anyway, the company's name she is... She doesn't know anything. I don't that's know anything, okay. so I'm asking you. Right, I'm, right. I'm telling you what I know and how, what I feel about it. Totally. So what's like, the na- what's, let's start with the name of your company. What's the name of your company? Sila Collective. Okay. So what is exactly, what is it that your company does? What's your, what's your motto? What, what, it, what is it that you want to provide to the exist? city? Why do you exist? Our company mission is self-improvement human connection, world peace. Uh, I like that a lot. Thanks. Um, so our, obviously- our motto is no ball goes unpacked, okay. no joint goes unrolled, no blunt goes unsparked, <laughs> and if you really want to, take a dab. That's <laughs> hilarious. Wow. And so we all know what you do now. It's you have a weed delivery service. Okay, and you so I'll tell you a little stuff. bit about how it works because okay. the, the delivery aspect is very, very, very private. Okay. Because delivery has to be like with you, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. It has to be like into your private home. You can't have it like anywhere out there. If anybody ever does that, it's totally against our protocol and it will be addressed because that ain't cool. Right. Um, okay. The whole entire thing is these people, they come out here mm-hmm. and we actually developed seven steps to world peace through the process of like working with people. I'll okay. tell you those things later. But uh, like the people are out here, they're really on a search. They really have something that they want to achieve in their lives. So I really see myself, like, I, I bring them the medicine which alleviates anxiety, which alleviates depression, which helps with focus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people say you, you lose your shit when you're smoking weed. And I get it 
maybe some people do because right. because it really affects everybody completely differently. Yes. I mean, this is 100%. your brain chemistry we're talking about here. Right. Like the science on that is yet to be out. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a lot of problems with uh, the blockage of science due to the war on drugs, which is completely not free. Right. What the fuck? Like this is America. The fuck are you talking about? War on drugs. A war on drugs is a war on people. Like I'm okay. a people. Anyway. Right. Uh, so so the way I see it is, every caregiver must be trained in empathy, in okay. personal uh, development, and must be a coach, like a life coach. So one of the things that I do is I really get to know the people I'm with. That's how I ended up here with you. Right. Because hey, guess what? I got to know you, and you were like, man, this fucking guy knows what what, he, what he's doing on his end. I know what I'm doing on my end, and here we are in this parallel, in this so-called L.A. life, right. and we, boom, reconnect, reunite, and we spark something, spark conversation. No, it was great. The first time we met, you wouldn't leave, and then when you did leave, you, like, left your bicycle. You're like, I'm going to, well, it's a motorcycle. You're like, I'm going to come back. I well, I actually I like, like that. I'm like that girl that left her panties. Like, what the hell? Yeah, you left. Hey, the man, motorcycle. but I love my motorcycle, dog. That's fucking gangster. I'm like, Whatever. dude, I just went to my living room and your motorcycle's under my couch. I'm just glad I had a ride, man. <laughs> I actually like what you just said because that plays into my next question that I was gonna ask you. It was because a lot of people get into this type of business. Some of them get into it because you know it's a good way to make money and it's a good economic status for them. But then there's a the morality behind it, and I feel like meeting you and and, and hearing what you have to say. For you, there's more. There's more of a moral ground to it, and and a responsible ground to it. So you're you're being very responsible in the things that you're doing, and 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 in your job, and what it is that you want to provide to other people. And that's one of the most important things because you can actually back it up. It's not you're just not out there being irresponsible and saying, oh, I'm just gonna sell to this one. I'm gonna give it to that one because that that's just there's no connection to it. And with something like like weed and marijuana, it's it's, it's I think it's a type of of, of high that gets you grounded. So I feel like you want to portray that to all your, you know, patients. Cl- patients. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, you know, everybody has a journey. And if it's a one note journey, then that's very unfortunate. But my journey has been a, an array. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a masterpiece. <laughs> it feels so great. And it, it did, however, start in a place where, um, society had burdened me with these concepts and precepts in my mind that were really plateaus. So the economic aspect of the marijuana industry was always very much so like when I especially first started being like with the pressure of having to pay for the house and the da 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 that was all like placed on me. Definitely a big portion of it why my mom agreed to it was like Oh, so your parents oh, make do some know fucking what money, you do. Fool. Like this is this is gonna be the green rush right now. Go out there and make some money. And That's as cool. I'm on this struggle and I'm like plucking along and I'm by myself, I'm incapable of building an actual company. It's just like me by myself and I do flipping everything. There's like a lot of people who own their own business who are doing everything, running around like a chicken with their head cut off every single day. Like I don't flipping know what I'm doing. Like like I got this thing. I'm like so busy. You know, right. so I was so busy. I was taking care of the plants. I was uh, r- running around making deliveries. I was cutting the plants down. I was rewashing the grow rooms. Like the the jobs are like super ridiculous. You know, placing the advertising, making the packages, getting all this, and of course the whole entire time walking around with my head in the clouds because I'm faded as fuck. Right. And <laughs> it's part of the gig. Yeah. But it was like what helped me get through that. Mm-hmm. You but know? what was your education to even be able to do? I mean, you know, I've built. A little something for myself right but yes i am constantly constantly reading listening da, da, da. and i always wonder but in your industry is it straight up research like internet like taking advantage of just whatever resource you could find to try to build this thing or did you just start and eventually you're like oh I'm, i made a mistake you know well listen to tupac did wonders hey hey Hey, you know what I'm saying? I was out there. That's how it all started. I mean, the first time I ever sold any weed, I was 17 years old. So you're out there hustling pretty much. It started as a hustle, and then it it grew into something bigger. Of course. I mean, it was was like on the verge of becoming legal. First time I ever smoked pot, I was 17 years old, which is kind of like a late bloomer. Some people smoke when they're 14. I I don't know. But I already had – I definitely had concepts about drugs. That were very like forget it. Like I was always very straight edge. I didn't want to throw my life away. All the you know brainwashing that happens. Yeah. Reefer madness. Right. So finally, reefer madness. madness. That's, that's amazing. That's a real. Yes. That's a real thing. Yeah. That's that's a real that was thing. a movie. That was, that was a real movie. movie. Yeah. Yes. So 
uh, it was it was like I totally got peer pressured into it. You know, I had like the big homie in the in the I did, in the, I did the too. Because Saved by the Bell said to not smoke weed, and I wanted to be Zach Morris, so I was not about that weed. I feel you, dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. And, so you, you know, saw one of the screech. So you your story. So you got kind of bullied or, and and peer pressure into not bullied at all. It was like, come on, fool, come on. Well, fool. That, well that's kind of peer pressure. Is it was some, Mr. Is, T bullied you in from eighteen. It's a little bit no, of, of a bullying Russian cat it. who's like the hardest one on the block. Fucked everybody up all the time. So that's how you got into it, and then and then through that, what did you find out, and what how how did you? want to expand this from just selling little dime bags on the street to having this whole company where you're helping people out and, and you're really changing people's lives. Well, we're working at it. Uh, how did I expand to it? Well, let's see. L.A., right? I mean, the same guy who, who got me into the smoking weed uh, also taught me that if you're doing something shady, someone shady's going to come and take your shady shit. Okay. And that's all there is to it. Right. So this is like a thing. This is LA. So I got robbed a couple times. You know, it's a thing. You know, drug dealers rob each other all the flipping time. Yeah. I never robbed anybody because I never felt like it. Um, but there was a, that was definitely like where it all started. You okay. know, and how did it get to the place where I'm here? Yes. Oh, well, it's just like Eric said, you know, he's reading, listening, constantly understanding. The change comes from within. And the inspiration for the change, I was just very fortunate. Okay. Growing up. And when I say fortunate, it doesn't mean that we didn't have troubles. It means that we were in the troubles together. Okay. Like my fortune came from being with my family through those times. So you were in times. the trenches pretty much. It's like, you know, you're in war, you're in the trenches and you're in it together. And your family's looking at you in order as also being part of the family. How can you contribute to this family? How can we make this family better and bigger and, and stay here and, and turn into and turn this family into what we always could be? And that was your inspiration, which is an amazing inspiration when you have your family back up and they believe in you and you turn something from selling weed in the corner to understanding the whole culture behind it and understanding how much you actually help people that's something that motivates you. Hell yes. I, that's exactly what I'm getting off oh of this God. story, which is a great story because <sighs> it... You get me. You really get me. Because if, if, if anybody can motivate you in this lifetime, and I'm going to leave you with this segment right here like this, if anybody can motivate you in this lifetime, it's somebody like your family and somebody that's your own blood. Right. Because right. those are the people who've seen you grow up. They actually birthed you. They made you. They have your DNA. Your, your, you know, you're split between your mom and your dad. And they see your potential and they see your growth. And Tupac. And Tupac as well. And Tupac. <laughs> I mean, I think what I hear from the story is you had amazing leadership. And I think that is a huge problem, not in just L.A. and not in, in the world. In the world. Is, in the world. Is, is, is in the leadership. world. Yes. And, it's and having right leadership. That's what we are. And, and it starts at home and then it, it like trickles up. Yes. You know, because yes. the person who is given proper leadership as a child grows into sunshine and is now changing other people's lives so it starts from the bottom they always say that it starts from the top it starts from the bottom is what i is what i hear because you had a dad who said i'm going to support my mom you had a you had a mom who said i'm going to support your vision you know what i mean and then you listen to a tupac who's kind of saying the same things man i still see no changes right we out here right he got popped before they even before yeah. he even had a chance to finish his artistry and then the only thing that was left over was Flipping, I don't even know, dude. Like, I don't know what the hell is going on with these artists today. But it's yeah, just a bunch that's, of... That's a joke. Like, it's a bunch of sold-out-ass people who will say anything for money. And Sold-out-ass? Yes. <laughs> Hoes. Was there any whores. Was Shut there any your pun? whore mouth if you're a fucking gangster rapper that's just talking stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're whack. We uh, out here doing this shit, representing. <laughs> fearless existence, motherfuckers.
service company in Los Angeles. And we also have my producer and co-host Eric and they're both smoking weed and I'm just getting a really big contact high. So before we go on and we talk about all these new propositions and legislatures that are going to happen within the next couple of weeks, November 8th specifically, I want to talk to you, Sunshine specifically, about the do's and don'ts of when you do order or decide to order we deliver your services to your home or to a friend's home or to anybody's home. What can you say to those people that are doing this? What what should they do and what shouldn't they do? Do. Go out and vote. <laughs> Thank you. All right, I got it. Uh, so what should they do? Well, first of all, they should have the recommendation and ID. Okay. And they should be a California resident. And they should have a comfortable, safe place for a visit. It's like a doctor's visit. Usually takes about 10 minutes, All right. 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes where they'll come and uh, really get to know about your specific needs. Is it your back? Is it is it your uh, anxiety? Do you have a hard time going to sleep? Do you have a hard time waking up? Which one is it for you? Do you have a hard time eating? They'll get to know you and they'll be able to suggest based on your body chemistry because you could even try a couple different things. You're in the privacy of your own home. Okay. It's legal for you to smoke marijuana in the privacy of your own home in Los Angeles. So if it's a private event, then that's a do. If it's a public event, it is a don't do. Very interesting. You don't want to be at a party ordering, uh, making all these people come in because it's very uncomfortable for them. Oh, and yeah. It's, no, and, no, it's, no. and half of them might not have a license, so it is technically still illegal. Totally. Okay. So don't order We Delivery Service when you're having a party because it might jeopardize your company and the person that's selling. Absolutely. Okay. How about tipping? Tipping's, how about that? Very important. Well, how do you feel about that? Okay, how I feel about tipping in general is that companies of all American values should pay their employees in a way where tipping is just not necessary. (gasps) I love that. I lived in Japan, and in Japan, if you give somebody a tip, it's a flippant insult. Like, you're a peasant, here's $5 for you, I'm the king. You well, know? but uh, but I I do hand people a tip like I'm the king and they're the help. I mean, and I appreciate that, it. <laughs> and hold on a second, I'm not done with the tipping thing. I'm totally an, tip. I'm, okay. I'm an American. You gotta, I'm saying that's what I think help. should be. But this the is case. America. People love getting tipped because people like to know that their services and that they're appreciated. are appreciated. Exactly. And that's the difference between because I'm a bartender when I'm not doing this yes. fabulous podcast. So I do like tips because it makes me feel like I did a great job. Uh-huh. So I like the fact that you do pay your employees well enough that they don't need to be tipped. But how do you feel about people tipping them? I think it's a wonderful thing. I was a bartender myself for many years. You guys could all go out and tip, especially if you can afford it. It's a great feeling. I was always surprised when people in Japan didn't want my tips. It was kind of awkward, to be honest with you. And if you tip tip well, then in the case that you can't tip and you don't have enough, you're going to get the support like, oh, it's all good or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, even deeper than that. It goes like way deeper. I mean, these guys are life coaches. Right. Like, yes. I am I am their mentor. Currently, we are working together. Everybody next Sunday at the meeting must present their personal mission statement. I love so, that. So we can identify their true values in this life. Wow. That's, that's you know what? I mean, I keep talking to you and the way you're running your business. is a, it's, it's a great model for other people that are listening out there. Doesn't matter what kind of business it is, but how how to actually run a great business. It's just like you're not just an employee, but you are mentoring people into becoming great gurus and like become the best you can be in whatever it is that you want to be. So I really enjoy that. So let's get to more of a do's and don'ts though. How about hitting on the person, like throwing spit on them or trying to fuck throwing the person? Spit? Well, yeah, spit what is, game. Spit, spitting game. Spitting game. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. Throwing spit. Damn, you just got kind of pornographic on that right there. I'm like, I'm like Dude, oh, the last I, time I saw that was, I went to, oh, come I went on. To, it was this morning as I was watching porn. Whoa, and you're getting oh, all red. Yeah, <laughs> you're getting red. Okay, first of all, we both went to that. I was like... Sorry, guys. Because we're dudes and we're yeah, disgusting. I was like, the like, no, young I lady to. misspoke and you and I are pigs. Come on. But you know what I mean. So do you, you do not hit on your weed delivery service person. So people totally hit on the weed delivery service person, especially because they're on this journey and their path of self-improvement. They're just flipping hot. But that's not <laughs> the point. The point is whether or not the, the personnel, the people, 
like there's a code of honor and a code of trust that you have with your patients. It's like you know, does the psychologist sleep with their people? Like this is just wrong. Sometimes they do, which well, is wrong. Which is wrong unless it's true love and you fall in love with somebody and you want to marry them and you want to reproduce. Then yes, yay, yeah, you found your love. Right. But don't be a douche. And like go out and break someone's heart and then brag about it. Like yeah, yeah, you will not be doing really well in this company. Because but if you think about it, you. You called him um, uh, the weed dealer to the stars, but the people that you deliver to are way too busy to kind of be worried about hitting on some, right? I mean, a majority of your people are people in, in the industry, or who's your, like, what's your demo? Wow. I mean, this is Los Angeles. It's the most Everything, diverse city right. in the whole yeah. entire Everybody. world that I've ever been to. Well, because I met you through my neighbor, who I assumed smoked, and uh, she was like 22 or something. She's like, no, who I Who was it? Um, Susie. Susie. Susie, Susie, yeah. And she's yeah, like, yeah. I don't smoke, but. She's in music and you're and in production. And she's in music and I'm in production, right? Yeah. So I went to her thinking she would know. And she's like, I have this guy and you're like the best, in my Susie's opinion. Susie's awesome. And she's awesome. Yes. And I'm like, if he surrounds himself with these kind of people, like, this is a homie from Jump, you know what I'm saying? Because we're homies, you know what I mean? Well, I think Susie's the one who's got all the celebrities in her pocket. She's always the one rocking it. And that's what LA is kind of like. Like, right. if you have a friend who's got a friend, I'm definitely like one degree of separation away from like Obama. But let's Obama. keep it real. Right, this, everyone. this is Los Angeles. Everybody here is a celebrity. And everybody is a writer and a director and a porn right. star. And self-proclaimed, anything. mainly. Everybody's, yes, 100%. That's, mostly that's, self-proclaimed. We have a whole episode <laughs> yeah, about this, it's, trust it's, me. It's everybody awesome. here thinks they're somebody or are on their way to actually becoming somebody. So, yes, everybody here, it is. everybody's a super Superstar. I would like to call everybody out and telling them you are a superstar. Oh, and the fake it till you make it. You said something about that earlier. I'm just I, a medium sized star or whatever that is. I don't <laughs> no, know. No, you're a superstar in your I'm own sunshine, life. You know? well, I'm sunshine. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm like our star. I'm like your star. I mean, not to hype us up, but this probably isn't going to help. So I <laughs> I think that you said something about like fake it till you make it and stuff. And that's like a negative connotation. Uh-huh. I remember when I was young uh-huh. and I was living in the hills i didn't have a job uh-huh. i had drugs uh-huh. i had alcohol uh-huh. and i had girls right Ooh. but that was it that's balling out of control dog what you talking about man it was like college for scumbags right good so it was dope you know yeah. i was at the dorm <laughs> you loved it i loved it i loved <laughs> yeah. it i loved it but the whole time I, i'm thinking i want to be so much more and i am faking it right now i am trying to take it Try- and trying. trying to make and and making it right making and it. I appreciate the fake it till you make it time a lot because it provided me with perspective of what I did not want to be and how to appreciate awesome the real way. Now, when I go into a mansion, I relax. You know what you know? I take a bath. You know what I'm saying? You know what your lesson is in in four words? Fake it and don't make it. (laughs) That was the lesson there. You were like, man, I'm faking it. That's exactly what happened to me. I was like two years ago. I, uh, it was faking it and I like you that's why everybody in the company has to come back with a mission statement yeah. because of my fake it and don't make it as lesson right. and now yeah. everybody that wants to be really with me you're not really getting anywhere pretty much yeah. you're, you're pretty much like you're, you're fooling yourself into you're getting somewhere but you're just being mediocre you're being like the, the mediocre version of yourself because there's nowhere you're not putting goals on yourself you're but not it's... putting your own mission statement on who you want to be you're kind of content and being this facade of somebody you could be. Why it's, it's not a very stop? Selfish thing. But, but yes, this is what I'm saying. Super selfish kind of love. It's selfish. But why it... not stop being that facade of somebody that you could be and actually become that person that you want to be? Because yeah, but that takes there's, that takes time. There's, there's that a takes fine time. line, and you can you can jump over. But the thing is that you can jump over that line and be like, okay, I'm gonna stop being the fake me and start being. Start being the real me right, to you can. gain something. You can you do it young. You can do it very young. You can do it young, but you have to do it at fifteen. But you have to start. All you need is a mentor. Yeah, you need a mentor. You're right. A mentor. And we've Absolutely. always talked about that. Um, yes. I've been super fortunate to have mentors, and what I figured out about having a mentor and what they are to me is they are like the future me. We see each other in each other, so it's not like, hey, can you be my mentor? It's, I think this guy's my mentor. You know, he says real shit to me. He looks out for me. He's doing everything that I would want to do, a family, the success, the freedom that we were talking about. He's just like me. And I'm like, I'm pretty lucky. This is a mentor. But it's not something that you go out and you can't really buy it, right? You can't really force a mentor issue. I think you realize that it's there because it's always kind of there. You can totally buy it. 
You think you could buy Tony it? Tony Robbins. <laughs> you can buy like, it for $59.99 like a, a whole book? CD pack. Or like what? The 40 Laws of Power? Money. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean no, that 40 Laws of Power is pretty entertainment based, bro. That's yeah, yeah. Don't even bring that yeah, one yeah, yeah. up. These, these, goose... these are people latching onto people's desperate needs. And I'm, no, and I'm going to keep it real because Banana Hands, Tony Robbins, is just. Is that good? I, I haven't. At this, I know, at I this point, <laughs> he's, he's like a mental. He's like a like a corporate mentor guru. And he does have he does have great things to say but people he's like the usual suspect i'm lying he's played out i'm lying but you know he's like the usual suspect oh you want to feel good and you want to have a mentor let me just go pay so and so or or get on their podcast or get this and that's the usual suspect i mean if it works but mentors but people if it works for one person though isn't it i don't know but so many of them out there but the thing i'm saying you don't have to pay for it is what i'm saying because you probably have a mentor you don't even know it that are right in front of your face that's that can probably saying. teach you more than just like the whole okay let me be this guru no th- that need to teach you what you want to be and like and you guys can relate and to they each don't other. have to be older they could be younger they could be just someone i mean i would look at you that way you know what i mean it's like you're doing things your way mm-hmm. you're happy you are facilitating other people's success success right you're pushing people in the right direction so i look up to you that's a mentor. You look up to a mentor because you want to be like that. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Fuck yeah. So it could be it could I'm be so a younger honored, kid. Man. You know I'm so saying? honored, wow. Oh, man. The, Thanks, what dude. I was saying about the me. whole Tony Robbins. Me. What I was saying about the that's whole awesome. Tony Robbins thing, it was just like that's your usual suspect suspect, as in like if you want to have a mold of what a mentor is or a guru is, you go and you know, you pay him. But how, does that does that person really relate to your life? They live in an eight billion dollar mansion. They have boats, they have planes, they have all Yeah, but that. what if you want a billion dollar mansion? No, that's I important get it, to but you. not but mostly people want to be more grounded I'm just saying, grounded at the same level yeah, right, most right. people want mentors that they can relate to right like how am i gonna well that's relate what i'm that's what i'm saying like, how can i relate to somebody who has two private jet planes i mean i would love right. to have it but they're not grounded they're they're just uh, they're just on a different level so that's what i was getting at when like you, you want, can't buy a mentor yeah you can't I understand really what buy you mean. i was gonna make like a joke that. to be real <laughs> i was gonna you make a joke on make, this show crazy I, I was gonna i was gonna say that you could totally buy like exactly what you said and then you guys totally <laughs> went on a tangent i just i just think that the that one gentleman on uh, youtube uh who who comes out like as an advertisement sometimes oh, um, he's like his name is ty lopez, lopez. someone like, approached me about that guy yeah me too oh he's got, he's got like half my guys on his team and they're all doing really great and he takes really great care of his he, team and he's got a really phenomenal team going over there and he's got like a cook for them shout out to ty lopez shout out to ty no, lopez he, he, he's the man the, he runs the thing a cool is, little ship over it, there. it's just funny that like you know like this we, is my lamborghini <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but you know what i like more than my lamborghini this book this book right here <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I see hey but the man's got it going on as far as like fuck school but reading school you okay. know what i think hold on real quick um as we end this i think that with a guy like him though it's a cross between what you said a guy with a lamborghini and mansion you can't really dream but with him what he has is he's able to communicate to you in a way that you understand who Lopez? Yeah, where he's like, I, I didn't have to this. Da, da, da. Did you listen to him? I listened to a, a few things, and I had a meeting with one of his guys, and they're like super smart. All those oh, guys are just did, so smart. Th- were they recruiting you to be on their team? No, we were trying to start another team. What, a Ponzi scheme? I was trying to steal one of his guys. <laughs> oh, you were trying to start? Steal I was one trying to steal one of his guys, and he was ready to go. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh yeah, sometimes I hear that they he was were ready to hey, go. Hey, you know, but in any company, you know, there's some definitely some guys that bounced off me like a rock. No, but they're your guys though. But they're your guys. What well, he's creating though. Well, I mean, take though, it as a compliment too. You yeah. taught him enough to be able to do, but they can't do the same thing you're doing. They can do it their own version. You yeah, know? sure. So he's creating mini bosses, basically, yeah. right? Take it as a um, like a kind of like a Ponzi leaders, scheme man. They're called leaders. Leaders, leaders, like leadership, like not Ponzi scheme, but you're creating sub leaders and those leaders are becoming bigger leaders to like people I don't below even know, them. I don't even know if it's a hierarchy. I don't think it's a hierarchy. It's just teaching. I think it's, it's like, I think it's center of influence which is yeah. you and your heart and then it's everybody It's like an energy around. thing where so it's just like going in, like in this. My thing, I am right. the heart of this organization and I'm not like the brain even because there's like dudes that are CEOs that are CFOs that could do this stuff way better than me because I haven't read those books yet. Yeah. But at the at the center of of the vision the person who sees where we need to go, the guy who climbed to the top of the tree and picked out, is like, oh, the ocean is over there. We need to go over there and start building boats or whatever it is. I'm the guy who went over there and I took a quick look. And now I'm back down here like, oh my God, you guys, it's so exciting. Let's go this way. Yeah. 
For okay. sure. I, I like this whole mentor talk. But just to continue with our show, because we have other things to talk about. We're sure. stoned, so we went on a different... I know. But I can which do is, this all day. Which is great. We can do this a 12-hour episode, y'all. Like, <laughs> call up, cancel all my meetings. No. My so-called LA Live okay. Marathon. So um, I want to talk about... Uh, Voting now, so come November eighth. Oh yeah, there's a big vote. We have out. the big vote, Proposition sixty four. I'm sure you're very well aware of it. And who and for anybody who's out there who doesn't know what Proposition sixty four is, I will explain to you. It is the legal recreational use of marijuana. Now, what does this mean? It means doesn't mean that you can just go out there and be smoking on the streets like opening a bottle of vodka and drinking on the streets. No, that's illegal. That means that if you're over 21, you can smoke legally recreational weed in your house or you can go to a place that actually has licenses to smoke in them. So it's pretty much the same thing as going out and drinking alcohol. You have to be over 21. You cannot be openly smoking weed in your car because you will get popped for a DUI or a weed DUI. You cannot be openly in the street drink uh, smoking weed because it's the same as having an open container, but you can do it in the comfortability of your own home and you can go to an actual place where they're licensed and you can spark up a doobie and it's all gravy. Spark baby. up a doobie. Yeah, and it's all gravy, baby. So that's the new propositions that are coming, that, that that's up up and coming. How do, how do you feel like, how does that affect you right now? And your business. And your right? business. So I despise the war on drugs in general so vote yes on everything that's like reducing and creating more justice for our humanity um so we need an overwhelming majority for this law to pass it's 65 percent who knows if california the 65 percent is a lot of people mm -hmm. so i don't know if it's gonna pass there's still a lot of republicans yes. in this state and there's still a lot of people that are very conservative in this state and people don't know that California usually has been a very conservative state up to 1992. And then when 1996 rolled on, they actually had the Compassionate Act, which was yeah. the act to let people be able to smoke medical marijuana. Yeah. It's so, crazy. That, wait, that was 96? That was, so that was it's, been, it's been it's 20 years it now. Like it was just yesterday. No, it's been 20 years now since this whole medical marijuana use has been legal in California. But now it's just going to turn into a little bit more of a easygoing thing and i don't know if californians are really ready for it and there's other states that are actually trying to pass this law like too. colorado like no um we have yeah, nevada like maine massachusetts and arizona apart from california they're gonna all vote november come november 8th for this proposition to see if it passes or not us that we live in california one of the biggest states in the country i don't know how this is gonna go but what i do know is that this really will help our state greatly as in it frees up you know law enforcement hands so they can focus on more important crimes like sex crimes yeah like, or, exactly. or or educating and not shooting black people on the streets you know stuff oh like my that. fucking god yeah that's um, a whole nother thing you know We're the influx gonna... of jobs and helps economy the tax all the taxes it's a great everything. idea it's a great yeah. idea everybody vote yes the only thing that i see i read around about the pros and the cons was the cons are all physical things they're not like, social economical things which is very stupid to me oh you might get wait, what addicted. do you mean like what so the cons were this oh you might get addicted to weed your mortar skills might go down you secondhand smoke like things that are very trivial to one's own body oh my but, fucking but god they, do you they, think that if it's legal right yeah. if, if it's if, if it's legal everyone votes yes um that a bunch of new people are gonna be like i've never tried it before it's legal now i'm gonna go get fucking hammered whatever do you think, do you think that people are gonna i i don't think i think that weed smokers smoke weed no matter and what. people who don't they don't and i think it's been legal since the 80s you know i was born in the 80s you go to mcdonald's you get a joint in 1989 for like a dollar okay <laughs> so you could go to mcdonald's and get a joint in the back of mcdonald's so i've always thought it's like this close to being legal. I've never seen anybody get anything but like a ticket really for it in my life. Except you know, felony one time. Well, I mean, I'm, up, but up I'm saying, now, but I'm saying, it's like been on the precipice of being legal, no? Well, up to now, you can be fined up to five hundred dollars and six months in jail. Which no our jail no system is over. It's over. But I they was what? facing three years in jail, y'all. It's overcrowded enough three that we years. don't need. The, the fact is this, that if Three. we actually legalize the recreational use of marijuana, it's going to free up all these nonsense um, people that are being indicted for stupid things like camera. Like is, is, it, is it really going to go back? 
I don't. Th- I mean, I don't understand what you mean. Is it going to go back? What does that like, mean? Like, you're saying it's going to free people from, you know, indictments. Like, yeah, oh, let people out of jail. All, is, a lot of do you think it's yeah. going to? Yeah, yeah, yeah because all their gonna, lawyers are going to go in. So for a huge gonna, section, they probably don't want that to happen. They're you're scared the pr- as fuck if, that all these if, criminals are going to come out because they know exactly what they did with the injustice system. If you're the and prosecutor, the, and the criminal. Uh, what, what is that called? It's called the criminal. Um, Correctional facility. Oh, yeah. Right. The yeah. criminal incorrectional facility. Yo, I got friends in jail. Right. Fuck, man. People right. come out fucked up, man. Yeah. You know what's I mean, they come as is- career criminals. They come even out worse. And even worse addictions, worse everything. Because it yeah. is a school. So what you you got popped and you went into jail for a year for selling like swag sh- weed on the street. Yeah. And then you come out as a hardened hardened career criminal no that was my question and that's and that, and gonna that's... fuck up that's gonna really fuck Man. up the society well now i, I see don't the care pushback. dude i'm leading your fearless existence i'm gonna lead my people i'm gonna lead the people who are in my circle of influence right. i'm going to d- help them develop a noble character of their own teach them how to lead and it's not gonna matter because once we come in contact with these hardened criminals i could soften them up for you believe that <laughs> yeah. i like that we for out sure. here because you know what nobody mm-hmm. wants to be fucking hard nobody wants no, to be a not... walking talking meatball. they just don't know any better at this point and then and they, they've been so they have to be into they're just scared they're just scared and they have been in gangs right now because that's the only way to survive and then through that through that system that's it's it's a survival of the fittest at that point you know so what now we have we have the number one gang in la the la the lapd being That's a true. motherfucking gang, super G'd up, everybody's got a gun, no accountability, just out there fucking shooting fools and expecting for there not to be a gang. Yeah. I mean, they're leading the fucking way. Do they not understand? You have to be a part of the community if you're going to lead. How do these people get trained? I don't fucking understand. It's because only, it's only all I see worth. when I'm talking to one of these cops is a fucking robot who doesn't who's a fucking jarhead yeah. who's yeah. got no compassion no understanding no, no fucks skills. to give yeah. about shit and with a fucking gun yeah when this shit gets changed up it could go one of two ways you either come with me or <laughs> first they laugh at you then they fight you then you win what up I like that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So you we're gonna laugh. end that segment right there either you go with sunshine or you go with motherfucking sunshine that with is sunshine. it I'm stoner 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 I'm motherfucking stoner I'm stoner Yeah. I want Michael Jackson laying. Ooh, oh, I'm a cash out on it. I'm high as hell, I ain't got no satellites on me. I tell the bitch I feel like Fable. I feel like Fable. I feel like Fable. We're down to our last segment of my so-called LA life, and Sunshine wants to give us the seven steps to world peace. And I'm so excited to hear about this, especially from a man named Sunshine. I'm so excited to share. Thank you so much to give me a platform because this is exactly what, man, it's exactly what World Peace needs. Anyway, so for Sila, our company mission is self-improvement, human connection, world peace. And a lot of times when I say world peace, people think to themselves like, oh, that's not possible. Or, you know, there's a lot of stigmas about what world peace is like. Well, in reality, all world peace is is happening right now we are in a peaceful place for us this is a peaceful time i mean i understand there's places in the in the world where there's war but that's those places in the and we have to shine as an example right. so okay. step number one yes you have a service to provide share that service with your community ah i like that your service is your shine this is who you are it's everything you bring to the table it's your entity it's, it, your it's entity. what it's what it's what you project from your inward outward okay exactly i like that Step number two, utilize the services of other community members. Hmm. By utilizing so their services. Together. So yes. you connect with other people with, this, with the same shine, with the same inner inner strength or whatever, they, leadership or whatever it is that they want to do. Same, not same. It's the, All that matters is that you're utilizing their service and helping them along the way to like address it. Like you guys provided the, so we're doing that right now. Right. We're doing okay. the first two steps. I'm sharing my service. I'm using your service. You guys are using my service. We do this all the time. Step number three, 
tell everybody that you're doing it. Tell mm. everybody that world peace is possible. Yes. And here we are. Now we're on a podcast. And now we're on fit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so now we're on a podcast. So, we're talking about world talking peace. This is possible. This is doable. We have to come together. We have to connect with each other. Step number three, tell everybody that you're doing it. Step number four, we're doing it right now. S- celebrate. Get together with your community and celebrate the fact that world peace is possible. Show up in the world peace. It's happening with us. Here yes. it is. Right. It Be is as simple as that. Step number five. This one is tricky and you and I have to make a commitment. When this podcast goes big and people start paying a dollar for it and there's 100,000 people and you let it out once a week and there's 100,000 people who download it for a dollar and they all want to support your cause and your mission and me as a businessman. When I'm doing wonderful and there's so much going on and everybody wants to support, I have to remain transparent and I have to make a contribution to a communal pot. Okay. We have to band together. And we, man, if we just the three of us throw $15 a month, we could already afford the internet. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's our community getting stronger and that's, yes. our, that's us shining brighter and we have to go limitless. Step number six. six. Yeah. Take care of number one. You are number one. Oh, yourself. You are the person who has the service to share. You are the person who must shine so bright so that people will see and understand. That's great. World peace is possible. And step number seven, practice. Put the steps into practice. Practice. Practice them every single day. Practice. 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 Not the game. Okay, so. (laughs) Not the game. practice. Practice. Not the game. Practice makes perfect, doesn't it? Perfection I mean, is not attainable, but at least it makes you it makes you reach for that, strive for that, at least a little bit of perfection into what everything you're doing. You're perfect in the practice. You're right, perfect right. as you are created and you are enough and your feelings are valid and everything that you bring to the table is valid, even if you're a rapist. Explain yourself. Well, the cumulative consciousness, and I don't condone and it enrages me no we're not but, saying that you can we, we understand but I, I want to understand this whole like what you just said the, the, the whole practice and what you're doing your perfectionist practice and whatever i'm like, doing oh, it right in now. practice so yeah. in, in in your practice you are perfect because you are doing what it is you're meant to be doing right practice makes perfect because of that because you're doing because you're being in your practice that's okay. what that means and right. then of course when you go out and perform and everybody watches you do your practice then you're perfect Right, okay. you know, and everybody's all like, "Oh, tens," and you're like, "I'm just being me. It's, I landed it." It's I almost like it. everything is practice. Okay. Yes, and and everything is perfect. Everything is perfect if you're well, practicing. Well, or if you're doing what you want to do, or doing what you should be doing. You know what I mean? Yes, I know. In, in the you could sense be practicing that, to be something that you were never meant to be, and you're trying your fucking hardest, and it's just not working out, and it's just not working out, and all of a sudden you stop that day and you say, "Look, I've always wanted to do this." I'm going to start that. And then 10 years later, you're fucking rich as fuck. You got the family and you're like, holy shit. I just fucking. I killed it. <laughs> like, I just made that decision in a day. It took 10 years. Yeah. But I made that decision in a well, day. Well, I mean, it, right? it, it, that is the practice That's of a life. That's the practice. The practice right. of a life. So you're always of practicing course. because of at course. some point you're going to get it right. And it, right. And yeah. And if we practice the seven steps to world peace, we'll achieve that as well. Okay. And as long as all of us get on the same page and we just keep supporting our community and being the change we want to see in the world. Mm-hmm. These concepts come being from right. like these concepts come from like places. Yeah. You know, I'm not I didn't just make this stuff up. I just put stuff I together. Mean, I right. feel like these concepts have been into play in this life ever since humankind. Yes. Right. Just, That's natural just, progression. And and then but I I think every year or every, you know, couple of months people come up with different ways of saying and and, and disputing the same thing. But it's just they're all trying to get to the same place that you always want to get to. It's it's sort of like religion. Like they are all, they're all, they're taking different paths to get to the same place. And right. that's the same thing with like being conscious of yourself and being you know aware and being the best you you can be and you know praising yourself and being humble and you know coming from all these places and 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 helping other people, helping your community. Like I really enjoy the first the first two. What, like the first two um, rules, steps. steps that you had, I really enjoyed it because I never, like, I didn't realize that we were doing this right now. Like, I have something, I have a service to provide, right. and so do you. Yes. And now we're using each other, we're utilizing yes. each other in the correct way yes. in order to better our society, yes. in order to better sure. yourself as a yes. human being. Yes. And that and it creates a is self- world peace. And, That's what it is. And it yeah. creates a self worth. And when you have self worth, you have esteem. And you have esteem. Then the last thing on your mind 
is to be harmful to another person. You could be it, creative. If anything, you could encourage another person to follow their whatever well, just by being who you are. Yeah, and not only I mean? that, of like, course. in a place like Los Angeles, like, we talk about, because, again, let's go back to this is my so-called alley right. life, and everything here pertains to living in Los Angeles. There's so many different melting pots, and there's so many genres of people doing different things, and it's just, like, how do we come together collectively and, and, and help each other with whatever service is it that we want to give or whatever it is that we can give? Because I feel like a lot of people, they want... Maybe you're not meant to be something great, but whatever it is that you can give or do give is good enough. That's going to help somebody, you know? Yes. It's a, I feel like... And somebody will come along and they're going to see that it's good enough, but it could be better. Yes. And they're going to be honest with you. They're going to give you an honest review. And if they're following themselves, if they're following their path, if they're shining their truest light, they'll tell you, your service sucks, bro. But I see a lot of potential in you and I <laughs> yeah. got your back. You know, and like, I'm going to help you out. That's like a part of the thing that, man, I see so many. That's why I love when I meet newcomers to L.A. Like yes. when I first meet newcomers to L.A., I hit them with the mission. I hit them with the right. thing. You I know, hit I, hit them, straight I, shot, I hit them with much. The I'm face. like, listen up, dog. I give them a pep talk. You're going to be a straight shooter, you see. You're going to make it to the top, kid. You're going to be a champ. You're a star, kid. A shining star. I see you, kid. Just Preach. keep on doing yourself, kid. Follow me to this one class I like to go. <laughs> <laughs> Preach, sunshine. Preach. I get into yeah. it. I know, no, but that's great because you, you're, 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 you're doing them a service. They don't even know that it's happening. They're like, oh, this guy's crazy. He's a fool. But then well, suddenly they've been here for a couple of months and everything's shattering down because it's a very hard city to live in. Cocaine's and, a hell of a drug, man. Yeah, <laughs> and that 100%. Too. And you're told all the negative shit about about the city. So there's, you look for it. You yeah, so you out. look for it, you're but like, there's all this it? negative shit. So, yeah. so you're almost like... You're trying to match that with just one positive message. If you're going to say, look, fake it till you make it. Everyone's shady. People are on drugs, blah, 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 blah. Can I just tell you, hey, dude, look, I live here too. I'm not doing that. We're actually doing what we want. You can do what you want. If you just do it, if you just want it, just learn, just listen, you know? Not just. You can't put just in it. Those things are so difficult. Learn. Listen. Right. Words we use are so, 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 so valuable, especially in a podcast. You know, because it's all we got is our words. Yes. So if I say I'm trying to create world peace, then trying is in effect doing something and failing at it consecutively. Right. I'm not trying to make world peace. I'm making world peace. Yeah. I am motherfucking world peace. Repping it. Yeah. You guys want to hear my personal mission statement? Here we go. Absolutely. Here we go. I got you. Oh, I'm excited about this one. And um, before you say anything more about the words, I want to follow up. Words are not only important, but the conviction behind your words is the most important thing you can have. Yeah. Because you can say whatever, but it's the feeling you give it behind and all that energy that you that you're actually making those words come to life. If you're passionate and that, about and that's, it. And that's the yeah. most important thing about words. So people out there listening, not just not only speak, but speak with conviction and speak with your heart and speak with your guts because not only the heart is important, but the gut is even more important because well, that's, word, your, yeah. that's your inner most natural Preach. most most I know there we go hey we out here Preach. you can call me sister Natalia pastor sister Natalia <laughs> okay okay oh Lord, let me tell you about the sister okay okay, so. okay first of all we need you before every episode to come through because Natalia's on that preach right now I know. <laughs> like, man I'm blown away I know I can who, who knew I, I was act, I was actually a deep person I'm bringing you to my class I'm bringing you to my class yeah. where I, we're going to use the service of this young lady. You and, go oh, ahead this and, woman, sorry. <laughs> you go ahead and tell me your personal motto and then you preach about your company, your class, whatever you want to say and we'll leave, we'll leave it right there for my so-called LA Wow, life. wow, what an honor. All right, I'm going to... A personal mission statement is something that you continuously work on. I've actually found another couple of things that I want to add to it. So I'll, I'll use it as a preface. Is Part of my mission is to... Learn from my wrongs and make them right. That's part of it, for sure. Okay. But my mission is to provide God and the universe with the utmost excellent and noble experience. I found proof that being of service to my family and the rest of humanity is the key to happiness. In order to serve to my fullest potential, I will pursue a daily discipline of self-improvement. I will find balance in between all the roles in which my experience takes root. Son, brother, uncle, founder and president of SELA, artist, activist, and community leader. I will shine as an example of what a person may achieve by staying focused on their circle of influence. I will practice, sorry, 
I will be proactive in securing synergistic results in all business dealings. I will focus on goals that benefit like-minded community members. I will practice empathic listening in order to understand the needs of those people who reach out to me for connection. I, I will help those people build a noble character of their own so that they may experience true joy, inner peace, freedom, and the natural riches of this life. I will carry out this mission while maintaining a balance of courage and consideration until my dying day. Wow. And if there were any other girls here right now, their panties would be wet. Oh, hey. That was... I didn't know that. That, that was... That and, now was back to, and now we're back to my so-called... Yeah, that was, that, actually, that, that was actually... That was actually very beautiful. It was, it was great. Thanks. And that was really great. And that was really well thought out. And it was it was very deep. Can I give him a little applause for that? Oh, yeah. oh, oh thank you. Because well, I think... Look, look, look. Oh, it, oh, if we applaud... Hey, if we applaud actors... If we applaud actors for doing some stupid role in like a Disney movie, then we could at least applaud you for saying something that's super real and that people need to hear. Because like I continue continuously say a lot of people are lost right now and a lot of people need examples of surviving within that you know what i mean surviving and, la surviving your and life surviving thriving everything. guys thriving yeah. thriving thriving exactly. we can do it we yeah. can thrive and we live in a world that is ours it's not anyone else's it's not it's not for anyone to take from you or, or to give to you it's yours you can do with it what you want why not be happy as long as people you know don't I mean? infringe on our rights and we have to band together, go out and vote, because every single time they pass a law, they they tighten up on our rights, like rights to water, rights to air. Yeah, the right to water thing like, is crazy because I bought a little fucking pool no, out there. No, Remember at the pool? What, Jesus, yeah, look at what happened. What's happening in Flint? But that's another that's another episode. Yeah, right. right. no, 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 yeah, yeah. they're but killing people out there. Is, like, that's crazy. But that's, but, but that's genocide. how big like, it has on. gotten. But we'll leave you right here, and. Thank you, Sunshine, for coming to the studio really and giving it. us all your insights on your worldly views, on your company, on what you think, what's the next step that's going to happen with all this, you know, medical marijuana use, recreational use, what it does to you, how you feel about it, your leadership role in it. I really appreciate you a lot. Thank you so very, very much for having me and letting me shine a yeah. little bit. And for sure. I thank you, Eric, for being a great producer. No, thank as well. you. Now you got. <laughs> Dude, you got her all like you open. Got me all She's starting to hug. And everything. I know. So what I want to say is, I appreciate you being here. You are an interesting guy, and I am stoked to call you a friend. And uh, you have something that a lot of people need to hear. And um, I, I do believe that there isn't any, you know, anything behind it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everyone's looking for. The schemer? The scheme, the oh, ulterior oh. motive. Hold on, we just talked about right? the schemer just now, and I'll tell you, man. One of the things I learned is power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. So my intention is to surround myself with noble character people because the schemer is alive in all of us. Mm -hmm. And if I don't keep it transparent and if I don't keep it 100, Thank you. then it's all going to completely fall apart and nor do I deserve it. So I'm just going to be here doing my thizzle right. and... If you guys catch the schemer, if you see it, that they're, oh, there's developing a little yeah, flipping yeah. thing, you just pull me aside, dog. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do my best yeah, to listen. Yeah, before it gets worse. And then, listen, dog, are you fucking around, dog? And I'll around? keep it right there when you said keep it at 100, because this is called my so-called LA life, and we are the most 100 people that keep it here in this oh, city, letting you know what's uh, going on in the city constantly. 100, 100. I keep it 100. And then I want to leave you with that. So thank you, everybody, for tuning into another episode of my so-called LA life my name is Natalia and this is my lovely co-host producer Eric Sanchez here and like I always say make fun of yourself make fun of everybody everything out there is up for grabs and everything's a joke anyway so go ahead and laugh it off thank you very much have a good one have you ever met the funny reaver man And you know you're talking to that reaper man. man. Have you ever met fun reaper man? Have you ever met a funny reaper man? If he takes a sudden mania, wants to give you Pennsylvania, and you know you're talking to the reaper man.
If he says Wall Street is fanning, cause he won't sell the Atlantic, then you know you're talking to that free from man. <laughs> 